0: Left a mule that the busted and she was heavy laden. The way we went to Lancollum would treat that on the road to bleeding. Oh.
1: Welcome to CHN Radio, episode 60. Let's get it! I'm your host, Greg Troxell. You can follow me on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg. Like us, share us, and subscribe to us. If we can get way more five-star reviews before the end of the season, we would really like you. Uh, Right now, we're not sure if we like you, but if we get more reviews, we'll definitely like you. Um, Speaking of... Of people to like, I have the best damn co-hosts in the land, and the second half, the necessary half of the black and white podcast, because you need two to do it, obviously. Elijah Newsom,
2: what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, We're really out here. Uh, finals yeah. are done for me, Ooh. so uh, you know what that means. I'm unemployed. So if if people have jobs, uh, just send them to me at Elijah Newsom. Wait, sorry, at Elijah underscore Newsom on Twitter.
1: Is Greg's hiring in Newcastle? And are you interested?
2: I would move to Newcastle. I, and I've, I've gone on the record, and people ask me this all the time. Would I work for Newcastle? Would I work? Yes, I would work for Newcastle. I'd work for any team in England. And um, any? Or Germany. Except for Sunderland, okay. all right, all right. Uh, glad we cleared like that up. I would, yeah, I mean, they can't afford me. But <laughs> Newcastle's not hiring, and English teams aren't hiring Americans. Right now, uh, due to the old uh, the old Brexit, so uh, well, you also have nice.
1: the visa issue where you have to prove that you that the, you went through candidates in your home in the home country that aren't as qualified as you. Which,
2: yeah, and depending on the role, which, you could argue I'm more qualified because I have a master's degree.
1: Well, yeah, but, and like obviously nobody's qualified, so that's true. <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna. Dive into some things. This is our. How many podcasts do we have left? We have. We have, we have three. This three. one and two more. Oh man!
2: Oh, wait, time. Uh, I'd say we have four more. Let's do an end of the year. Special. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we like, definitely have, you have four know, more. Yeah, yeah. We have four more. We'll get we'll get the lads on. To get Graham back on here.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: it'll, it'll be fun. It'll we'll be a whole squad. Awards, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be a whole squad. Uh, I don't know if we need to extend it beyond the essential members, but yeah, you know, yeah, it it's okay. None of our staff members are listening to this except for Ben. Hi, Ben and, and Graham. Graham.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So I don't know if you heard, but this Saturday we're playing Liverpool. Oh. Um, <laughs> are they good? And it's the last home match of the season newcastle united and war flags is about to turn up elijah tell the people why
2: well um so if you've been living underneath a rock for the past several months um really a few months war flags have been fundraising for this huge surfer it was an insane amount of money um and everyone was sharing it we shared it the chronicle shared it um every like even I think Fun Eighty Eight even retweeted or something like that. But they were raising money for this huge surfer, supposed to be like the largest they've ever done. Um, everyone's excited, and it was cool to see the whole community come together. Um, and the surfer was bought and retrieved in Poland. And if you are wondering about how, oh Elijah, how do the how do they come up with the designs? How do they get the the flags? Like we have a whole podcast with uh, the War Flags folks, and uh, they tell us the whole process. So uh, they went to Poland, picked it up, um, thanks to many Newcastle fans on Twitter helping them with getting a van and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, they picked it up. It's apparently insanely big, insanely cool. There's certain people who have seen it, like the design for it, um, and they have said it is cool. Some members of the good. Chronicle, they have seen it. So uh, we're gonna find out. It's cool. They also did something really cool, Greg. Um, they've kind of been like just like you know tweeting out about. The trip and stuff, and like they uh they offered to sell the six straws they used at a random McDonald's for like twenty pounds each, and to fundraise for the next flag. And I was just like, (laughs) ah, you jokesters, Uh, you kids. uh, (laughs) Yeah, shout out to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that's gonna be awesome. Everyone is excited for that for sure. Um, Yeah. Next little bit uh, pre Liverpool match. It looks like Iose is feeling better. He is. Yeah, he's back in training. People are saying,
2: "Yeah, good for him." He's uh, I guess his hips not broken. His hips don't lie. Oh, well, they did lie because they had me worried, and then they were like, "Ah, we got you, Elijah." Uh, Ah, his hips. April Fool's joke, you? No, they did. Well, (laughs) you know, they got me in May. It's May, dude. That's wild. Yeah, I
1: know. I just realized that today. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm a Um, daily. Okay, yeah, more things about a lot of things being retweeted online. Uh, the Chronicle started a position, which they've done before, uh, to get Rafa to stay. It was basically like, sign this so Rafa stays. They posted on their newspaper that like big Rafa must stay picture of the most beautiful man on earth, Rafa Benitez. Um, a lot of celebrities backed it. Alan backed it instance since not just some like random guy named Alan, Alan Pardue, but Alan Shearer <laughs> uh, backed it. Alan Pardue is probably one of the few that it opposes it.
2: Case. Alan Pardue is like trying to figure out how, how can I delete someone else's petition. <laughs>
1: um, I've signed it. There's over six thousand signatures. Last time I checked. Do you have an update yeah.
2: on that? Uh, that's all I've seen. I, I I think they hit over six thousand, and I haven't heard an update. So they're probably somewhere between six and seven thousand. Yeah. I think we all know the reality of the situation. Um, we can sign all the petitions we want yeah. we can, uh, we can we can protest all we want but Mike Ashley he's gonna do what he wants to do and if that's to, if and I mean there's a sixty percent chance that Mike Ashley knows what the right thing is to do and he's gonna do it um and there's like a thirty percent chance that he knows what he's doing. And he knows what he should do, but it's not going to get done, if that makes sense. So yeah. there's like a – yeah, I don't know. It's just is like it, – it. Mike Ashley knows that if he wants – like the club retains its value as long as Rafa's there. And without Rafa, the club becomes a for-sure mid-to-lower-table mid relegation team once again. And so hopefully he does the right thing. I don't think he's going to see this petition. I mean, you know – I don't think he cares, but hopefully the deal gets done.
1: Yeah, uh, I think we're all like, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm worried <laughs> every day. Every day it passes, I get more and more worried. But there's nothing that we can really uh, do about it because we're not the owners of Newcastle United. So, yeah. big, big problem uh, with that. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, then the last thing, the last like news item is the Pumer, Pumer, <laughs> Puma Pumer. and um, FunBet sponsor deals are expiring, or they are. They're t- yeah. And do we know if they're negotiating those sponsors back, or they're trying? Uh, to so see so what's out there? what we
2: know is that they're in the last twelve months. So there's no talks right now. I'd imagine preliminary talks are going to happen over the summer. Um, just you know, once the season's end. Uh, but basically, Puma are on a ten-year deal. It looks like Puma and and, uh, I, and um, Puma and Newcastle still have a really good working relationship. What um, seems beneficial to both clubs. Uh, but I guess the wild cards are like New Balance and Under Armour are, are clubs. There are kit sponsors that didn't exist essentially when. Uh, Newcastle signed their first deal with Puma, so it'll be interesting to see who, who who wants to size up Newcastle. People are clamoring for the return of Adidas, blah blah blah. And then Fun Eighty um, Eight, they shirt sponsorship, very recent. Uh, I think that deal is just going to get re-upped, uh, hands down. Yeah, um, I think Fun Eighty Eight they've been probably the most engaging shirt sponsor, and probably like one of the only, um, one of the more popular ones since like the original like Brown Ale. Sponsorships that people don't get really too mad about because they're always doing giveaways, they're always interacting with fans. Like, people like them, um, but you know, it always comes down to how much money, who's going to put up the most money, etc. Um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So, something to monitor. Uh, maybe beginning of the next season, we'll have some more news.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, I mean, the brown ale thing would be amazing, but they're not going to dish out millions and millions to be a shirt sponsor. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, here we are. Um, okay, let's get into fun some fun stuff. Let's go okay. to the BS meter and see what we have going on.
2: Yeah, so uh, the first one is uh, a midfielder for Besiktas, um, which uh, I'm going to Besiktas. That was probably the best announcement campaign of ever. Uh, that happened. <laughs> I think that was last summer. Wow, time flies. Uh, so we are linked to Darukin Duruk- Durukin- to- Tokaz. Jeez, I'm gonna say that again. Dorukan Tokaz.
1: Dorukan Tokaz. Tokoz, I think. I don't
2: Tokoz. know. We're trying. Yeah, well he's a player.
1: Um the chance yeah, but, uh, of me pronouncing that name correctly is zero percent, and that's the chance of him signing with Newcastle.
2: Yeah, so um <laughs> so just background for the folks who who don't know about him. Um so he's he's a young midfielder 22 years old so that checks off the first box of young midfielder um and west Ham are interested in him uh he just got his first cap for turkey this season he's been balling out this season for bashictus but bashictus um they are they are they're not i wouldn't say they're keen to sell him, but they're they're entertaining offers and um they're looking at 15 million euros which i guess what is that roughly 10 million ish 10, 10 to 12 million pounds yeah i don't really I, know it,
1: it, it's closer now i think it's yeah. like less than a, a 1.5 comparison yeah so yeah i don't something know something like that yeah 11 so he,
2: yeah so uh that's just you know something to keep interested in uh you don't think it's going to happen um oh and if people care about that his fifa rating's like a 60 something um but i feel like that's not a recent update i haven't looked recently after because he's been on a very good run of form recently so yeah you know how fifa is um but anyway (laughs) uh what what are your thoughts on it
1: yeah just it's not happening (laughs) okay i I don't know like i I still have to go back to my thing like how how are we recruiting players when we don't have managers yeah because that's a significant part of recruitment (laughs) yeah and and Um, like kind of like how rafa said like rafa said i'm supposed to talk about matt richie's future but i don't even know mine
2: yeah, that's true. Um, same with Diame. Same with which hmm, I think Diame is going to start this weekend. Hmm, Just throwing that one out there. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I I personally I could see I could see Newcastle being interested. Um, and this is a person who they've apparently been scouting the entire year. Um, and it would not surprise me if this is one of Rafa's like secondary or third options as a target. Um, that Newcastle, you know, saw and they're like, okay, this is a cheap guy we can get. Like all we know now is there's a scouting port. There's no been there's no formal approach uh made to to um to this, um by Newcastle. It's just we know that he's been scouted. I don't doubt that he's been scouted by Newcastle at all. Um so, you know, I think it's possible, uh, if Rafa's manager, that this guy gets signed because he's probably like second or third on Rafa's list after we sell like shelby or hayden yeah Um, so uh but yeah so next up for you i guess i don't even really want to call us a bs meter i just vegas odds uh we'll just call this vegas odds um what do you will give your personal odds of these players getting signed and i'll give you the actual betting odds of these players so these are the five players that the british betting odds have us uh signing the most and i'm going to go in a random order so you don't know um Greg, do you know how odds work? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure because you know that would be that would kill the segment if you didn't understand odds.
1: Are you, are you doing it as like the plus and minus or like plus one hundred? Oh, they're doing like okay, so they're just like there's the five to like one odds or something. Five like to that. one okay. or four
2: to one or six to one. Got it. Um, and these are like your personal odds that Newcastle sign this person, and then I'll give you the the British odds. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Oh this work. this works too. I didn't even think about this because you're in Vegas, so it's yeah. actually the Vegas odds. This is the oh. Vegas odds. <laughs> Alright. Alright, so we first one's first one. Uh Danny drinkwater. Chelsea midfielder. Hasn't played much, twenty nine years old. Um probably gonna leave the club this summer.
1: Thirty five to one.
0: Hmm.
2: Uh this they have fourteen to one here. No. That way. we signed. I just want you to know that's the lowest one on the list. So I just wanted to give you perspective. Yeah. Um, okay. Because yeah, those are the worst odds on this list. These are the top five. <laughs> yeah, so Danny Drinkwater, joke. fourteen to one odds. That one, that's weird because he's twenty nine. Um,
1: I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even take it because not, it wouldn't be enough money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to even take uh, a bet, I would be like, no, I'm not taking fourteen to one odds on that. Double yeah. it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, here's another one, um, another Chelsea player, uh, Mason Mount. He's a lone player, um, really young player. He's been playing for Derby County, I believe, this season. Um, do you need any more information? I can give you
1: more information about him. I think He's it's impossible because Chelsea can sell players; they just have to leave on their own. Huh? I just realized that with Danny Drinkwater, they're on the transfer ban.
2: I, I, does it transfer doesn't mean you can't? You, it means you can't sell or buy.
1: Interesting. I think so. Hmm.
2: I wonder. We'll 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 check that. The stats department will check that. <laughs> yeah. We just hire our own stats department. Yeah. But uh, okay, say they can sell.
1: Um. Loan player for Chelsea playing the championship right now. Nine to one. Nine to one. Interesting.
2: Uh. So they have twelve to one here, um, yeah. They uh, Newcastle. They, this is what the this is an interesting bit that I actually don't think is out of the question. Uh, it it I think in the way the chronicle street is, it does look like that Chelsea can do outgoing transfers um, because they said Newcastle could step in with a loan deal, which does make a little bit of sense which that leads me more to your odds of like nine to one, because I could definitely see us uh, loaning and another Chelsea midfielder. Um, all right. Here's one. Uh, Kieran Tierney. Uh, Kieran Tierney is probably one of the most exciting, uh, like prospects playing in um, the, he plays in Scotland for Celtic. Uh, so he's probably one of the most exciting players out there. That's of English descent, I guess, I guess he's more UK descent. I don't know. Um, 21 years old, left back, left wing back um, what do you think the odds are also nine to one that's that's a very good guess eight to one is what they have um yeah it makes sense uh, it, this is a, a move that kind of makes sense um, because it's a good transition for going like Celtic to Newcastle one, climate, and two, it's like not making the huge dump to top six club. So it does kind of make sense. All right, here's, here's one. Uh, here's I just one. confirmed
1: also Chelsea cannot sign players, but they can sell. Okay. So that's good. Good. Now, now we know.
2: We yeah. can just link ourselves to Chelsea players all the time. All right, we got uh, Aaron Moy.
1: Australian um... you know, International,
2: uh, Huddersfield Town. Uh, they're relegated, so.
1: Hmm. See this one, this one is a lot better because we've been. I mean, it's going to be a sell-off, and I don't think Moy's going to want to go down to the championship. So I'm going to go five to one.
2: Four to one is what they have. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I think Aaron Moy is a is a possibility. I don't know I don't know how excited I am about Aaron Moy now than I was at the beginning of the season. I'll say that. Yeah, I think I, last I, season I thought he was good, and this season I think he's been, nah.
1: Yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I, I don't want to like see a success as buying players from teams that have been relegated. Doesn't seem well,
2: like everyone it. does it. Yeah, I so. know.
1: Like, but I they don't do it for their marquee signing, so that's
2: that's true. And to be fair, I would be I'd be disappointed if Aaron Moy was a marquee signing. Um, I would be less disappointed if one of the highest higher potential signs we had was like Cessinjon or Sari, because they're actually like good young prospects that just unfortunately belong to Fulham. It's like, it's not... Well, it is their fault, but it's like... Like, Seri shouldn't have played at Fulham. Like, he was one of the better young French prospects in playing for Nice, and then he just unfortunately had to play for Fulham. So, it sucks for him. Um, and on the same thing. Like, he yeah. should have been in the Premier League last season, but he played for Fulham. Um, anyway, and then last but not least, we have Eden Zecco, uh rounding out the top five. I'm so mad about this, like, this 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 link that keeps showing up but what do you think the odds are um my odds my
1: actual odds would be like 20 to 1
2: yeah their odds are 8 to 1 it just doesn't make sense on so many different levels it's kind of like the welbeck thing where um even though we're linked to welbeck it just doesn't make sense because we've seen mike ashley and it's like unless you're taking a discount um as an older player in order to play in terms of wage or whatever then it just doesn't make sense that you would be linked to Newcastle. And Aiden Zekko's wages are going to be so high. It would just be like, why would you buy Eden Zekko when you have Rondon on probably decent wages and he's going to be a more productive player and fits Rafa's system already. So um, I'd be pissed if we signed Eden Zekko. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was all the transfer crap we had to get through. Um, maybe in the summer Newcastle makes moves. First, we have to make sure we have a manager. So, there we go.
1: Oh yes. Now we're gonna move to a fun little segment called Where in the World. And I got one for you, Elijah. Oh okay. I'm gonna tell you where they are. Okay. And you're gonna tell me who it is. Oh gosh. Do I get a do I get an
2: idea of what when they played for Newcastle?
1: Uh, of course. Of course. Okay. They played for Newcastle. From 2011 to 2015. Okay. Currently playing as a midfielder at the French club Dijon. 26 years old. 26 years old. Yeah.
2: Huh. <laughs> My first thought was like Remy Cabella, but I feel like he's got—he's not 26.
1: No. No. Um. Huh. Other clubs cool that, that, that he pa- it- played for. Yeah. Uh, St. Johnston. Oh. Panathiakos. Okay. And Dijon. Huh.
2: Hmm. Playing as a midfielder.
1: Yep.
2: (laughs) Jeez. Well, I think because you said playing as a midfielder, I feel like this player wasn't a midfielder
1: at Newcastle. Oh, no, no. They were. Okay. 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 I'm just, yeah. He's a midfielder. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Any got Any last guesses?
2: Um. Jeez, uh, like He's I'm trying made to think seven of
1: seven appearances for his national team.
2: I just I'm trying to think of someone who would have been young during that that time <laughs> period, because like all the people I'm thinking of are just like there's no way that they're like 26 because I just like they are older.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. You ready? Yeah, Mehdi Abid. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, yeah. I was
2: never going to get that.
1: Yeah, that was that was a good one.
2: Yeah, that was. So <laughs> what's
1: his national team? Algeria. Well, yeah. Like seven. He should be making more than seven. Seven appearances since 2015, and he has one
2: goal. I feel like if you're, I don't know, you got to be making more
1: for your team, but... Yeah, he was in the French, like you. 17 he was at in U16, 17, 18 and 23. He played for all those in France. Or no, sorry. Only up to U18 and then joined Algeria U23s and then mm-hmm. national team call up.
2: Yeah. And this reminds me, if you guys have any if you guys have any of these players you want to hear like like not here. If you if you have any of these players that you think that we should, you know, look into or use for this segment. DM Greg or I just don't DM, don't DM us both just yeah. DM one of us and then we'll we'll do it yeah um, because it'd be interesting to see what you guys come up with obviously we can't we can't like we can't think of every Newcastle player that's played in the past few years that's interesting enough to or like you said unique enough to uh, to, to do the segment with but yeah it's fun trying to guess these guys especially because you just forget certain people played in Newcastle so
1: that's fun like media beat yeah like james <laughs> milner yeah <laughs> all right well we're gonna get into liverpool now but before we do that let's take a break coolio all right so uh, the last time that we played liverpool elijah uh mm-hmm. we didn't get any points <laughs> uh we lost four to nothing well, you know. so, so we're going to start it there. Um, it was just... It, I mean, it was a slaughter. Um, they outshot us by 10. They had four times the shots on targets that we did. They had 75% possession. Uh, they were the home team. And I don't think a single Newcastle player played well. <laughs> Sean Longstaff um, did. Yeah, I was going to That was his say, debut. Yeah. Well, yeah. So... According to uh, who scored, the best rating for a Newcastle player. Actually, let me pull it up. The best player for best rating for a Newcastle player was Yoshinori Muto. Got a six point five. Uh Wait, what team did we send out? <laughs> yeah, so our starting lineup we had Muto Hasalu. Oh, well there you go. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you got um, the
2: kings of bad touches, Hassel and Diame, <laughs> out there.
1: We uh, Kennedy started, Matt Ritchie started, DeAndre Yedlin, uh, Dubravka, and then Lascelles, Isaac Hayden started, Paul Dummett and Fernandez, and then coming on as substitutes were Sean Longstaff, Jacob Murphy, and that's it.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I will say this. our I think our starting 11 is – this has happened multiple times at the end of the season, and it showed. Our starting 11 is better now than it was when we played the reverse fixture. Yeah. It's happened – like, it's just – they just are. <laughs> like, that's a bad starting 11, in my opinion. But, anyway. Yeah.
1: All right, yeah, it just it was ugly. Uh, goals for Liverpool came from Lovren, they came from Shakiri they came from Fabinho, and they came from Salah for the awful penalty. I think we all remember that. Mhm. Okay, so let's uh, let's dive into the lineup predictions for this one. This should be interesting. So obviously Newcastle's safe. Um, there's not like a lot to risk here, but there's a lot on the line for Liverpool. And on top of that, something to keep of note is Liverpool have a lot of work to do in the Champions League semifinals. So it's going to be interesting to see. I I would imagine their priority would be winning the Premier League, but people have made crazier decisions before. All right, so on the injury side, Newcastle have Longstaff out, Lejeune out, and Almiron out. Um, Perez, we mentioned, is in training. Lascelles is also being assessed, um, still it, it seems like they could both be in, but nothing confirmed yet. Um, and it, and in my opinion, I think man will start over other, but that's not injury related. Um, uh, Nabi Keita and Adam Lalana are out for Liverpool. Um, Keita came off with a groin injury in the champions league. And Lalana was the only other injury concern. Oh, um,
2: shocking Adam Lalana injured.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Firmino was was coming off of an injury, and he was fit enough to make the bench um, in Barcelona, but he didn't play. So that that could be something that could be a surprise start for them is have Firmino in. um, I think it's a maybe Trent Alexander Arnold. Wow, Trent Alexander Arnold could start. So yeah, but Elijah, take us away. What's your prediction? Um. So, I'm guessing my, yeah. yeah. okay. okay.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do think Iose plays. I think Jamal Cells plays. I mean, Jamal Cells only didn't play last week because he was feeling sick. Um, so, just pump him up with some antibiotics, some steroids, get the juices going. He'll be fine. Um, yeah, so I think they both start. So, I guess our back line is going to be Fabian, Cher, Jamal Cells yep. and... Paul Dummett. Yep. With probably Manquio and Richie. Um The midfield is where it could get interesting. I could see Rafa doing his whole thing of like we need a physically imposing midfield and start Diame and Hayden. But I would prefer Diame not start because Liverpool are a team that are very good uh, at winning the ball back uh, in the midfield. They they tend to they tend to have a little bit of a press. Um, and I don't think Diame does well against teams that press because his first touch is literally a brick. Um, so I would prefer that we start Key um, or Shelby, probably Key alongside Hayden. Um, and then our front three is probably going to be Atsu, um, Rondon, and Ayose. Um, you know, you could you could argue that um, Yuto might might start, um, but I just don't see it happening. Um, I don't know. I just think I think maybe the thing with Muto is he hasn't adjusted to the physicality of the game. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I have no idea why he hasn't been playing. But maybe he'll start. But I think Atsu's still going to start over him.
1: Yeah, there's for me. I think you're spot on. There's two changes that I I'm going to call for. I, so I I'm gonna I'm just going to say that Fernandez is going to start. And Lasell's would come on as a sub if needed, just because there's no reason to rush him back and start him, right? That's true. And I think the same thing with Perez. And I'm gonna say that Kennedy starts for Newcastle United. Came out of left field, but I'm calling it.
2: Okay, I <laughs> wouldn't be sh- that wouldn't be that shocked. He was absolutely dreadful this yeah. past weekend.
1: Oh yeah, he's but- been. He's been dreadful ever since. So going back to that last match we played, the best two players were Muto and Kennedy.
0: <laughs>
1: mm. So mm. it's it's so weird. It's so weird. Remember that
2: time Muto scored against Manchester United? <laughs>
1: yeah. Just that. <laughs> Remember was that fun. time when Kennedy was good? All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun. That was a fun time. All right. So now, what what does Newcastle need to do to get three points from Liverpool?
2: Um, you have to be dangerous on the counter. Um, like, you just you just have to be. Um, the thing with Liverpool is that, like, Newcastle are not going to dominate possession, um, which should come as a shock to literally no one. So uh, you just got to be looking for, like, Newcastle have to take advantage of every opportunity they have, especially when they're going on the counter. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I have. It will be interesting to see... Uh, you know the play of Rondon. I think having Rondon start and his ability to hold up play is going to be a vast difference from when we had Haselu, uh starting. So you know we'll see. Um, but Liverpool's back line has been beat up a little bit, and so I think they're just now getting a lot of their guys back in terms of like Van Dy- Van Dijk and Matt. Like they had a there was a moment in the season where they were playing Fabinho at like center back. So they've they've just gotten their back line back together. Um, so it should be interesting to see you know, what they do, how they line up against Newcastle. But I do know for a fact Newcastle are going to have to take advantage of every opportunity on the counter, um, especially if you have guys like Iosea Perez playing. Um, and, you know, if Christian Atsu is playing, just use that that speed on the counter in order to really stress out the fullbacks um, and, and create some chances. And set pieces. We have a lot of big bodies. Use them.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's only one word. I would say exactly what you said, and I would just add one word to it, and that's or let me do two words: is stay disciplined. Okay.
2: Three words. Stay, oh, stay okay. disciplined.
1: No. Yeah, um, like when you're defending, just stay in your lane. Stay disciplined. That's yeah, and and that's the only thing to Newcastle,
2: add to that. yeah, to Newcastle's credit, um, I think you know the Man City win kind of showed them that hey, if we stay disciplined, like our chances will come. Um, we'll do fine. And I think before that, Newcastle hadn't had a statement win of that proportion of like that I guess that that height, I guess, I don't know, the word to use, that kind of really was like Newcastle were disciplined throughout. they were excellent defensively and they took advantage of their chances offensively. And I think like after that man City win they kind of understood that. you can tell just based on the play of how they've handled certain matches, how they've approached certain matches, they've been extremely disciplined as a team. Um, with, of course, the one the one downfall, the couple the couple of downfalls of uh, just poor man marking on set pieces still, and then uh, like Mo Diame giving away a foul on the edge of the box. but We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that's always up for debate. And Mo Salah if, you, if you're a betting man power.
2: and you see him starting, just place down a fiver. Do just right, put a fiver on. Let's
1: let's go Tallahassee odds. Okay. What's the odds that Mo Fala flops and gets a penalty and scores it?
2: There's, mm.
1: what odds do you give, Mo Fala? He's taking the pen. Okay. Yeah, um, he takes it. He scores. He flops. He gets it. Which is yeah, what I happened. Know, I would point. say two to one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. I would say it's high.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: even one
2: to two. Just yeah. like don't even yeah. bet on it. Like, yeah. It, it's, yeah, and I was going to get into that when my score prediction, so we'll come back to that, Okay. but yeah, my score prediction involves, involves most Salah.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so getting into some stats, um, Liverpool have won their last seven matches in the Premier League. That doesn't suck. Uh, they've scored at least two goals in their last seven matches. However, Newcastle have won six out of their last seven matches at home. So that's going to be interesting. Another Liverpool side of things is they've kept a clean sheet in their last three. And I'm just talking Premier. Okay. Um, they definitely didn't. This, yeah. Uh... <laughs> just want to clarify. <laughs> and But Newcastle have scored at least two goals in six out of the last seven home matches. Hmm. Um, Liverpool has a tough task on their hands because the last four times that they've played at St. James's Park, they have not won.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting there. Um, Interesting. That's all of the stats besides 538. So 538 predicts each game to use statistical models. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, it's not looking good if you're Newcastle United. According to 538, um, they have Newcastle at an 8% chance of winning, a 17% chance to get a draw, and a 75% chance to lose.
2: Hmm.
1: That are your stats now let's do our predictions do you want to go or do you want me to go
2: um do you, you shoot, shoot or shoot you go
1: first alright Newcastle United becomes the first team to beat Manchester City and Liverpool this season with a shocking 2-1 to win goals scored by Christian Asu and Isaac Hayden. Wow, interesting. Let's go! Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. it. I'm doing yeah. it. All right. Newcastle wins two 0 They shock the world. Liverpool's known for bottling it. They're gonna do it again. We're gonna make the verb Liverpooling. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Newcastle's gonna shock it. Rafa Benitez is gonna become the villain at Liverpool, <laughs> and he's gonna sign on immediately after the win, and it's gonna be like we won the league.
2: Yeah, um, I, I I got a couple conspiracy theories out there. One, I think that Newcastle going to sa- they're going to announce the the re-signing of Rafa, not the resigning, to make things re-signing, re-signing, not resigning, yeah. the re-signing of Rafa right before the match, um, because as you if, of course you remember what happened right before the Man City match, like moments before the Man City match, uh, the Almiron deal was announced and confirmed and finalized. And the team won? Hmm. Not going to say there's a little bit of conspiracy theory about, you know, announcing really good, important news before a match. But <laughs> Newcastle are 1-0 when important good news have been has been announced before a match this season. So um, you got that going. I also will say 2-1 win. Well, I don't know if you said 2-1 win. But I'm going to say win. It's going to be 2-1 uh, with the one goal for Liverpool coming off a Salah flop and pin. Um, but the football gods... They reward you for being good, decent human beings, and they punish you for being absolutely terrible. And I think we're seeing that already with Liverpool because there are so many compilations of Mosala flopping this season. This season alone. There's like like minute and a half long videos flopping for pens and getting them awarded them. Like I just I just think that like the football gods have had enough and Liverpool are gonna suffer. They're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna get to the Champions League final like confirmed. You book it. Barcelona are going 2-0 at at Anfield. Book it. They're going to they're going to lose in Newcastle, they're going to lose the title. Like like the football gods do not like it when you just flop your way in history. Um so uh yeah, that's my bold prediction. Uh <laughs> Rondón's going to get his 10th goal. I'm calling that again until it happens. Um and you know what? Ayoze Pérez is going to score. It's just, it's just going to happen.
1: I mean, when he doesn't not.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I just also just throw back to when everyone loves Mo Salah. Like last season, he was like He was like probably the most liked player in world football. He was. And like you could argue he's probably one of the most hated players in world football. Neymar's giving him a run of a run yeah, for his I money. I
1: mean Neymar punched a fan, so, yeah, so. <laughs> it's it's but, uh, I don't think he's given a run. I think he's surpassed him. Yeah. <laughs> but you could
2: at least say Salah's probably like probably one of the most Disliked guys, stars in the Premier League right now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I don't know, dude. I there can't believe has we're to on be punishment. Page. This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, there just has to be punishment for for him flopping so much.
1: Yeah, it's not. Also, I
2: just, I don't know. I just think Rafa's a master tech, tech, tactician, and if he gets his tactics right, like Newcastle have a shot to win. And if you combine the opportunity and, and think like, there's a couple guys who've been talking about this. If you combine the hard work of the, of the team with the tactics, Newcastle are going to be a very hard team to beat, regardless of where you are. And like you said, Liverpool's playing with a lot of pressure on them. And we've seen teams that have been able to succeed under pressure. Chelsea, Man City. Um, and we've seen teams that crumble under the pressure of, like, getting this spot that, you know, you know, everyone assumes that they're going to, you know, get or at least stay in contention for, and Liverpool's a team that's crumbled under pressure before, Man United this season, uh, just another team as well, so just, there are certain teams this season that have crumbled under pressure the past couple years, and Liverpool's one of them, and I think it's going to happen again, like, it's all in their head, like, Champions League final, getting there, as well as, like, winning the league, everyone's like, it's all in their head, there's no pressure on Newcastle, and Newcastle's going to win this one.
1: Yes, let's go. Yeah. I'm hyped. Well, there you have it. Three points in the bag, confirmed for Newcastle United. Um, we have some questions to go through, but and we're going to do that. But we're just going to do it right after this. Elijah, mm-hmm. we just both picked Newcastle to beat Liverpool. This is great. That's true. <laughs> I, so, we didn't talk about this before. In case you're listening, like I had no idea what Elijah was going to pick. I actually had no idea what I was going to pick until like right before I said it. So
2: I've been telling people all week. I was Ooh, like I bet Newcastle wins this week. I'm
1: been on it though.
2: I'm just I just like I'm I don't know, I have a feeling and he's got a you know, feeling. it's just in my gut.
1: Yeah? I love it. Hooked on a feeling. Wow. Wow 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 wow. wow. This is awesome. True. Okay. All right. So, let's get to questions. But first, I need to pull them up. This, okay. This is great. We, and actually, while you're doing that, I just question. want to
2: point out to people, like, Greg's serious. We don't talk about this stuff beforehand. <laughs> we literally, before this, we just talk about, like, random. Ran, like, we talked about me going to Athens, possibly in the fall. Like, we, just, we just, Yeah, not Greece. Athens, Georgia. Way yeah. different. Yeah. Um, much different. More bars in Athens, Georgia than Athens, Greece.
1: Pro- probably true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, but yeah, true. it's like we don't we don't talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast, which I don't know if that's good, but you know, it makes for an entertaining podcast.
1: Yeah. All right. Our question from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney, he says, this is punny. This is pretty good puns. Would you rather bathe in a pool of livers for 100 days or sleep in an ant field for a week? You get the two puns? You get it? Yeah. You
2: get it? Yeah, both of those sound awful. This is
1: tough. Yeah. Bathe in a pool of livers for 100 days or sleep in an ant field for a week.
2: Huh.
1: Interesting. Um, 100 days is, is a long time. It's it is. Over three months.
2: About it. Yeah.
1: Um, but the ants sleeping in ant fields, I mean, that would be like torture, I feel like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming Cause you probably based on sleep. Yeah, basically, I'm assuming that this is fire ants too because Anfield, Liverpool, red, like red ants, fire ants. That would just be painful. Um, See, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go liver livers, both bathe in the livers pool. Um, you'd smell weird for three months. Possibly the the con is to do it in the summer. Because everyone smells bad in the summer because it's hot.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm. This is actually this is one of the hardest questions servers ever asked. Um, because I'm thinking, it's like you know, if I bathe, and livers can't smell good, and like I'd have to go to work, and like that'd be that'd be tough. That'd be really tough to do for a hundred days. Or do I just tough it out and just like not sleep for a week, or like barely sleep? Or maybe become one with the ants. I'm gonna go with the, the ants. Ant-Man. I'm gonna become the ant man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. Greg, I'm gonna if you have any other questions? No, that's it. I'm gonna drop a new segment on you. Okay. It's called uh, Baseball Does a Thing.
1: Baseball it's not related does to Newcastle at all. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, Noah Syndergaard. Just pitched a one-zero uh, shutout and hit a home run, yeah. so he just he's just responsible for all of the scoring for his team today. Yeah, put the yesterday. team on his back.
1: Oh no, that was earlier today. You're right. You're
2: yeah, right. it was earlier. It was today. Yeah, but it was, the Mets are
1: a joke, so.
2: I mean, yeah, but still, it was interesting. <laughs> I knew I know you're Phillies guy and I'm a Braves guy, blah blah blah. But it's still something interesting. Um, on another note, I do because I didn't address this on the last podcast. I owe Jose uh, Perez an apology. Oh. I do. I said, I don't know if he's going to be able to handle being, you know, the guy when there's not someone else there to distract and distract from him and, you know, get him open because they draw so much attention to himself. I just was, I doubted his ability tactically um, to fit in um, post Almiron injury, and he was the most, arguably the most important player for Newcastle this past match. So, sorry.
1: Yeah. That's that's
2: my apology to IOC Perez.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a beyond incredible what he's done this year. You know, when we look back and we go like, you know, we looked at the roster that we put out for Liverpool last time mm-hmm. at, at Anfield and like, so much has changed since then like yeah uh, that IoZ was actually like, I can check real quick actually um, well, I wonder what Ioz's rating that day was on on who scored because I I don't think it was good because the way he was playing was like I mean and we were saying like oh yeah you know maybe he could be a good sub player in the Premier League like maybe he could come on as a super sub and make a difference late but he's not good enough to be a starter and like he's Easily proven us wrong since then, and now let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see what his rating was at Liverpool. This was in December, that was the day after Christmas. Um, his rating, Perez of Iose's, was. Oh, never mind. He didn't play. <laughs> Oh yeah. So zero, like my but, point yeah. exactly. Zero, zero rating. Yeah, That's it terrible. was zero. Yeah. So wow, I just, I just, you just assume he plays because like, it was that the only game he hasn't played this year? No,
2: there there has to be a couple others that he hadn't.
1: I don't think he played the Man United game. So he's, because remember we used to have a joke like, what does yeah. Iose Perez have to do? Like, what is he doing to get guaranteed starting and playing ninety minutes every match? Dude, and I think that was one of the things. Rafa's kids, like,
2: just doing all that. But I like that was one of the things because it was it was during that time. I believe that was the first one in while he hadn't started because it was during that time we were talking about this because it was like from like probably like late middle to late November to like January. I would say Paris was so bad. Yeah, and even
1: Rafa. I mean, Rafa. I remember. Okay, I do remember Rafa saying that like he's going to have to make some changes because he just hasn't been good enough. Yeah. Not so, I mean, this was probably
2: one. one of the first games he, he didn't start. Um, but yeah. 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 I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. Isaac Hayden's a completely different player than he was then. Um, that back line that we start against Liverpool is just not as good as the back line. We're going to start this weekend. Um, you didn't have like, I don't know. You just like the, the way Newcastle plays is just different as well. And the discipline of their defense and and midfielders and even attackers is different. And then like Solomon Rondon, um, spoiler my player of the season um, because I'm to, I know everyone else on our staffs going to choose Fabian Chair, but I just think Rondon's been so immense for us. He wasn't playing that match um, yeah. for whatever reason. I'm pretty sure it was rest. Um, he wasn't injured. I'm pretty sure it was just rest. Um, Has- but yeah,
0: like,
2: yeah, like yeah, and Haasalu. Oh, actually, going
1: back, you know, didn't we play like six or seven matches in December and like six yeah. or seven matches in January? And this was Dude, like that was the, a
2: calculated loss. Yeah, this was Liverpool our win.
1: this was our rest everybody match. Yeah, it's coming back. It comes back slowly, but it comes back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
2: because I, I I I'm pretty sure when we did that match, I pi- we picked like a three nil Liverpool win because like we had just played like that was <laughs> yeah. like a that might have been a midweek match maybe even yeah it um, was uh, Wednesday yeah so yeah. You're right. It all comes back to me. Or yeah. You,
0: obviously.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but that being said, the circumstances are so different. There's so much more pressure on Liverpool now than when they were cruising earlier in the season. Like, I don't know, dude. I just think they're going to crumble under pressure, and I just think Newcastle are going to win. I just have a feeling, and you know, if I'm wrong on Monday night when we record, I will literally eat crow. Um, I don't know if that's even legal, but I'll do it. So... Yeah. You got the Elijah Newsome guarantee. Go ahead and throw a fiver on Newcastle beating uh, Liverpool this weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm doing it. All right. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm literally going tomorrow, and I'm going to do that in the Kentucky Derby. All right. So, Elijah, that is it. That concludes episode 60. We've almost completed a full season of our first annual podcast season. I'm not sure what to say. To that, Uh, this was a great one. We have a few more for you. I'm Greg Troxel. That's Elijah Newsom. You're hearing "Blade and Races" and Hawaii The Lads."
0: factory and up to the job in a day. Just can't endure the railway bridge, the bus will flow off there. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gathered the blade and raises. Them that had their noses broke, they came back our yen. Some went to the dispensary, and some to Doctor Gibbs's, and some to the infirmary to mend their broken ribs. <laughs> And who the danced and sung? They called on me to sing a song, and I sang a polythagin'. i danced a jig and swung me the day I went to play. Them. a blade and tune the bellman he was carrying there they called him jackie broom i saw him talking to some chips and then he was persuading the gumsy jordy riddle he showed the mechanics howl at bleeding. Coffee Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, We stole the coody. There were spice dolls and monkey shoes, and dad wakes selling ciders. And you check for half own the bullshit, and no more, that's for riders.